Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll have again our friend Kirk McElhern, who does the Committed Podcast. He's one of the hosts of Committed Podcast, and some people say I should be committed, but that's another story. We have a lot to cover. We'll also hear a little bit later from Jeff Carlson of Tidbits and Take Control Books on the Tech Night Out Live. Now, I might as well say this, Kirk, to all our listeners, a very happy un-Thanksgiving or non-Thanksgiving to you because you live now in a place where they don't celebrate Thanksgiving, although supposedly the holiday started when people from the UK came to America and commiserated with the Indians or something. I read an article about that, Kirk, the other day, and a lot of the myths and things you were taught when you were a kid about Plymouth Rock and all that stuff is very, very different. It's all lies. This is the official history of the United States, and it's all been gussied up over the years. Just before you started the call on Skype, I was looking on Facebook, and a number of people had shared articles talking about how these people who came to what was then America were like refugees, comparing to the Syrian refugees. And it's like, yeah, but they were also invaders, and they killed off most of the Indians, not necessarily intentionally. You know, they had certain diseases that the Indians didn't have immunity to. But after I left the States, you know, I grew up in New York, and I learned history the same way you did in high school and all that. And after I left the States, I did start reading some history books. And when you look into it, so many things are just embellished and, and twisted. I think the whole story of Thanksgiving itself is not realistic in any way. You know, it was made up during the Civil War in order to have something to celebrate, to be thankful, I guess, for not having more people killed in brutal battles and all that. You know, it, it wasn't celebrated for, what was it, 200 years after, more than 200 years after the events supposedly took place. So even then, it was a new myth that was created. Yeah, but now you're addressing a wider issue, which is history and how history can be manipulated by people for political reasons, religious reasons. And you go back to the start of some of the world's religions and you have to think how much of that, the things that we learned, how much of that was manipulated for political and or religious or other reasons? I mean, how can you trust history? Yeah. Now, I don't know if you really want to get into religion on this show. Not really. Um, but, but one thing that I found very interesting was when I read about how the Bible was put together, if you look at it from a naive point of view, you think that, well, you know, it's divine word and all that, and the whole thing came down in one fell swoop. But it, it was written by many different people. And I think it was in the second or third century AD that a group of whatever priests got together and decided what they were going to keep in the Bible and what they were going to remove. So the Bible was basically a collection of texts the parts they've removed often have things that are very, very different from what was retained. So it was a filtering process even then. It add to that all of the mythology that was created about different things. But even what's considered to be a founding document of one of the, the two or three major religions in the world was something that was cobbled together by a committee, when you consider it. Well, this is it. And that's true with a lot of things now where History is manipulated nowadays because a specific school system in the United States wants it this way. So, for example, right. the state of Texas. Yep. 
because of the size of the state, has a really, really large influence in how history is taught and what to emphasize and what to de-emphasize. And so instead of learning what really happened, people learn a very distorted version. But that's not our topic of discussion. Yes. It's an interesting topic, it really is, to say that one can choose which history one is going to teach. I find it scandalous would be the word that a particular state is deciding to just ignore certain things in history. But hey. What makes it worse is because of the size of the school district, that influence extends textbooks around the country. Because publishers can't make, you know, 25 different versions of the story of George Washington. Because if you did that, number one, the costs involved would be incredibly large. And secondly, you know, it's, it's going to be totally confusing to everyone. I mean, someone born in Vermont gets one version. Someone born in Texas gets another version. Someone born in New York City. I mean, we can all argue about different versions. I mean, of course, we have the same argument about what happened yesterday. So I don't know. But let's try to be more specific about things that are going on. Let's talk about technology. Now, that would be an interesting idea. That'd be a change of pace. Let's talk about technology. Okay. Of course, when you move to the countryside there in the UK, and I saw pictures of the home he lives in. It is just so beautiful. I want to visit him and share a Thanksgiving dinner so he remembers what it was like. But seriously speaking, because you lived out in the wilderness, not in the wilderness, but in a village, you didn't have the fastest internet. And for a while, you even had to get satellite internet, which is really troublesome. But now, supposedly things have been fixed. Tell us more. Yeah, I've, I've entered the 21st century as far as internet connectivity is concerned. So when I got here, the internet was about two megabits, which is pretty, pretty pokey. And for the first year, I had satellite internet, which promised about 15 to 20 megabits, which is, you know, fine for almost everything. You can stream HD video easily. You can download things relatively quickly. But the satellite wasn't very reliable, and I ended up canceling it. In the meantime, the DSL had gone up to about 4 megabits. So that's satisfactory for web browsing and email and all the rest. But for any large downloads, like, you know, a new version of OS X, I would have to start it overnight. It would take 8 hours to download, you know, a 5-gigabyte installer. So in, in the county I'm in, which is Worcestershire, They've been hooking up fiber with what you would technically call fiber to the cabinet. They just call it fiber or high-speed broadband here. It's not the fiber that's connected directly to your house. It's fiber that's connected to a cabinet, and then you get your internet over copper wires. The maximum speed is 76 megabits per second. We finally got connected about a week ago, and I now have a 38 megabit connection because I didn't need to pay for the 76. And... It's a big change. It's what's the fastest internet I've ever had. The previous fastest was the six months I was living in York before I moved to where I am now. And I had about 15 megabits over DSL. In France, in different places, I had as much as about eight megabits. So this is the fastest I've ever had. And it's changing a lot of things. Previously, I wouldn't update apps on my iOS devices because it took so long and I would still need to download them to iTunes. This is since iTunes 12.3. It doesn't sync apps back from your devices anymore. Um, And now it doesn't matter. I can update anything. I can stream HD video on Netflix and from Amazon or from the iTunes store. You know, everything has changed. Um, One thing that I noticed, though, is 
a few weeks ago with my four megabit connection, you know, I load a certain website. It would take a while to load. And I think, oh, finally it's going to get better. And you know what? A lot of these websites are no faster with 38 megabits than they are with four megabits. Well, that's that, the limit of the site. That's how fast they work. Well, it's partly the limit of the site, but it's also the limit of how much processing uh, the browser needs to do when it loads the content. Um, a, a few months ago, I, I posted something on my website about Apple's site and how big some of their pages are, like 16 or 18 or 20 megabytes. Um, you know, all of these widescreen images they have now. And, okay, they're loading a little bit faster, but I am getting to sites that just aren't loading any faster than before. It, it's not a question of traffic. I've been checking, you know, I've been doing speed tests regularly, and I'm almost always at the maximum speed. But a lot of sites don't load quickly. One thing I notice is when people share links on Twitter, um, up until a couple of years ago, the link would be posted on Twitter as it was shared, and then Twitter added their own sort of redirect system. So you may see that some links have like t.co slash something. Let's um, get into more of this stuff about internet performance that's not just the speed you get from your broadband provider. More to come with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. If your Mac has slowed down or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today at MacSales.com. That's MacSales.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids. R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Concerned about harmful contaminants in your water? Look to ProPure, the most trusted name in gravity water filtration systems. ProPure, with the silver-infused Pro1 G2.0 filter, removes over 200 contaminants, including VOCs, heavy metals, chloramines, pesticides, pharmaceuticals, fluorides, and radiologicals. We don't just say it, we back it up. The Pro1 G2.0 filter is NSF 42 certified and independently tested to meet NSF. SF-53, and P-231 standards. Pro-Pure Water, the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. Purchase with confidence in quality, performance, and customer service. Take advantage of our biggest holiday 25% off sale going on now. Visit your authorized Pro-Pure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Or call 800-544-3533. 800-544-3533. 
As the cold and flu season approaches, Silver Lungs is ready to help you and your family through the toughest of the year by supporting your immune system and overall health. From our best-selling colloidal silver generating system to our entire line of silver-based skin gels, nasal sprays, soaps, and silver solutions. Silver solutions remain one of nature's most powerful and least expensive antibacterial agents. Now you can produce your own for pennies a day in the comfort of your home using the breakthrough technology of the Silver Lungs Generator. Learn more today at www.silverlungs.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Before we continue... I must continue and tell you about Tech Night Owl Plus. Tech Night Owl Plus is a way we can give you an ad-free version of this radio show. It's a low monthly, annual, five-year, and even lifetime subscription rate. We're adding the Tech Night Owl Minute and more. Check out plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com to learn about Tech Night Owl Plus. So, Kirk, tell us the story here. So you're talking about the performance delivered by Twitter. That yeah, doesn't so, reflect the kind of performance that you expect from your ISP connection. Yeah, so these Twitter redirect links, basically you click or you tap a link in, in your Twitter client, and it goes to Twitter's server before Twitter redirects it to the actual web page. Sometimes these links don't load at all. Sometimes they take 30 seconds or I have to reload a page several times to get them to load. And this is extremely bad. You know, if you post a link in a tweet and that link is sent to people natively, there's no intermediary when you try to load a website. But now Twitter's taken this over, and it's gotten a lot worse in the past few months. There are so many links that have to get redirected through Twitter's website that this is really slowing things up a lot. And I'm not the only one seeing this. Uh, A number of people I follow on Twitter were discussing this a couple weeks ago. Um, It's really gotten to the point that if you post a link on Twitter, you can't count on people being able to load the page. 
we're kind of getting spoiled now that if a page doesn't load in a few seconds, we assume it's just not going to load. So I think a lot of people, they'll click or tap a link, it won't load in 10 or 15 seconds, and they won't try again. And a lot of the times here, it's not necessarily your fault either. Your site may be well-designed and works well, but then you link to the AdSense page for Google Ads, or you link to something else that is part of what's displayed, and suddenly all bets are off. Well, this is one of the reasons that people use ad blockers now, because as you say, you, you may want to load a website and it's got Google AdSense, which is probably pretty quick generally, because Google is very interested in making sure it's quick, but other ad servers and other types of you know widgets that people put on their website to display content, they can slow things down a great deal. So I don't do it. I have one ad on my webpage that comes from a, an ad server. It's very quick. I have no other content on my page that isn't served from my website. So I don't have that problem. And it's very important to me that my readers don't come to my site and find that they can't load pages. But you go to some major websites, when you see the amount of cruft they have, it's all about trying to make some money. And it's gotten to the point where you simply can't load some pages in certain circumstances because it's just too much crap. And the problem here, of course, is that a lot of websites are run by individuals or companies and they're trying to make a living. So they run the advertising. And the advertising is being sent over by an ad server. If there's a problem with that ad server, and we have several, because obviously we're trying to pay the bills. And I remember just the other day, technightowl.com, it took forever to load. And I did all the testing here, and I have a pretty fast internet connection. There was no reason for it, except that maybe one of the ad servers was running yep. slow that day. And that's the problem. And these companies, though, that are providing advertising and revenue to people who run websites, they really need to pay more attention to what they're doing. But I would say this, that I have worked with a friend here who has a really fast internet connection, 300 megabits with Cox, 300 megabits down, 30 megabits up. It costs, I think, $110 a month. And in some areas of Phoenix, you can get gigabit internet service for the same price. So they're rolling in really fast internet. But when you go there and you try it out, it doesn't seem much faster at all. Why? Because of the limitations of the individual sites. Got to be the bee's knees, man. Yeah, I don't understand the point of gigabit. What would you need that fast? Because as you say, you can't get faster than a certain speed, whether you have 10 megabits or 30 or 300 or 1,000. The web is going to take the same amount of time. The only thing that's going to be faster with gigabit um, internet is if you're downloading large files, films or software, you know, the, those OS X installers that are five gigabytes. You'll get it in seconds instead of minutes. But I don't really see the point in gigabit internet. It's not solving a problem. Now, of course, was it Bill Gates who famously said no one will ever need more than 64K RAM in a computer back in the day. I thought it was 640K, but that's my mistake. Whatever. We will have new needs in the future, but think about how much video you would need to fill up a gigabit and to be able to download something. I think we're very far away from needing something that fast. Well, maybe you have a family of maybe 20 people and they're all trying to play internet games at the same time. 20 people? So I can imagine gigabit, gigabit internet for a school or a business, but not for a home. I mean, how many families are more than, you know, four or five or six people? Not that many. I'm being silly, folks. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing at 38, so they had three speeds, 19, 38, and 76. 
the cost is 20 pounds, 30 pounds, and 40 pounds a month. I went for the middle one. If not for those OS X installers and things, I would be fine with the 19. It's fast enough for me to download, to stream multiple HD videos. It's fast enough for me to download normal things. The only exception is those very, very large files. And also, I have a much faster upload speed. Um, I get about 9 to 10 megabits up. And that's actually kind of useful because sometimes I do need to share files like through Dropbox and all that. So that saves a bit of time. What does it cost for the slower speed? 19 pounds for the 19, 29 pounds for the 38, and 30 pounds for the 76. So I'm paying the, the 29 pounds in the middle. Okay, so 19 pounds is what here, about $30 in the U.S.? Um, yeah, roughly, 32 maybe these days. Okay, that's pretty cheap. We can't get internet service for $32 in the U.S. Now, for the longest time, I had service with CenturyLink, which had lots and lots of problems. I was getting, I think, 50 megabits for about $39. So I guess that was the best deal I could find. Sometimes, of course, they give you this collection bundle where you get the cable TV and the high-speed internet, and if you wanted, maybe the telephone service. And suddenly things are cheap for a year or two, and then they become outrageous. Internet prices are outrageous. Yeah, they're much more affordable here. And, And I think we discussed this a few weeks ago. The big difference is that you've got cable in the States, And you've got a single cable provider who has more or less a monopoly. Whereas here, it's all done over copper. You have the one company that manages the backbone, and you can then order your internet through any of the different phone companies. And there, I think there are half a dozen providers that I could have gotten internet from, four, five, six, whatever. Um, So there is competition here. And this keeps the price down a little bit. That sure makes it at least more advantageous for the customer. It's more customer-centric than it is here. Here, they can't force an ISP to share its connection with another provider. Right, because each cable company laid their own cable, and so they own it. Whereas here, it was the, in, in all of the European countries, all of this cabling, and it's not cable, TV cable, it's just copper cable for phones, um, all of it was laid down by what were then state-owned telephone companies. We're explaining the internet, broadband, phone connection thingy as it differs from the UK and the US. More to come with Kirk McElhern on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. With a new year coming, it's time for a new way to look at weapon storage. Safes can't be accessed quickly and racks are unsafe for children. Covert cabinets are the next level in home defense. They fit seamlessly into any home's decor and they provide quick access to firearms while keeping them uniquely hidden. Covert cabinets, the ideal hidden storage solution. Custom made in the USA. Covert cabinets are an elegant and practical alternative to the bulky and obvious storage systems of the past. Find out more at covertcabinets.com. That's covertcabinets.com.
By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Sciatica, lower back pain, hip pain, poor posture. If you suffer from any of these problems, get ready to relax. Introducing an amazing product that's been in the market for over 25 years, the Sacro Wedgie. It was invented by a football coach using a common sense osteopath technique. He created this device to help his athletes by isolating and supporting the sacrum, which is the keystone of our anatomy. This wedge-shaped bone is in the center of our hips, where a lot of pain starts. Simply relax 20 minutes daily on the amazingly simple Sacro Wedgie and let Gravity do the work, helping muscles rebalance and start releasing nerves. Sit in the sacro wedgie at the computer or while traveling to help correct posture to finally help relieve those stubborn aches and pains for only $33.95. It's made in the USA, so click the family-owned website at sacrowedgie.com, spelled S-A-C-R-O-W-E-D-G-Y.com, or call 1-800-737-9295. That's 1-800-737-9295. Relax your back pain away with the sacro wedgie. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next.
I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Kirk McElhern. We're happy to have him on quite frequently because he's always got something new to tell. And now he's telling us about his new broadband internet service, 38 megabits down, 9 or 10 megabits up. Pretty, pretty good. Except if you want to stream 4K video. But seriously speaking here, you're mentioning here that when you had state-owned phone companies, they would lay all the copper wire down. But then it went private. How did it go? Well, I'm pretty sure that this happened in every country, but I know that in France, where I used to live and in the UK, what was done was that the company, the old state-owned telephone company, became the company that owned the network and managed the network. And other companies were able to set up and offer telephone service over that network. And of course, they would rent, they would pay a a percentage of what they were getting from each customer to the company running the network. In France, it was called France Telecom which still exists. And here it was BT, British Telecom, which still exists. So these companies exist. They, were, they weren't split up the way the Bell telephone companies were back in the day. But basically, they were granted the rights over the, the backbone, the infrastructure, the network. And other companies could come in and offer service. So you can get, I mean, I get my phone service. Uh, I get service for my mobile phone, my landline, and my internet from the same company. And I could have choose, chosen three different companies to do this. One reason I didn't is that I get five pounds a month off my internet because I have mobile with them. Or it's five pounds off the mobile because I have internet one way or the other. So um, basically here, the state, the commons, builds out the wiring infrastructure. It's no longer a state-owned company. But it, it was, was originally, originally. Originally, yeah. Originally it was done that way. And then private companies were allowed to share the use of these connections. Now, that's copper wire. What about the traditional coax that we use for a lot of the cable connections? Is there much of that? There's very little of that in Europe. Um, I know London has some cable. There are a couple cities in the UK that have some cable. Um, In France, Paris and Lyon have some cable. But you don't find it in a lot of places. Cable TV never took off here. I don't know why. You know, you have to look at the, the the sort of landscape of television. You know, cable started in the States, what, in the mid-70s? Now, here, I was getting cable TV in the late 60s. Now, remember then, the original purpose of cable was to provide a way for people in distant cities to get TV reception without putting expensive antenna systems on their roofs. They would have a community... They called the CATV, a community antenna system. Right. And central or head end would, just as it is today, pick up the signals from distant stations and transmit those to the local houses and businesses. And eventually the FCC mandated in the 1970s that they had to provide local origination, their own programming. And that led again to... The networks, the TV networks coming up with cable networks, which mostly were showing reruns, except for premium stations or channels like HBO and Showtime, where you would get original content plus movies and everything for a single fee without the ads. So, so that's, how, that's kind of a history of how cable worked. I was working for a radio station in the 70s. The company owned a cable system. And they had to originate programming. So I did like a meet the press kind of show every week. So I was once on TV, folks. Glad there's no record of that anywhere. (laughs) 
So what, what's very different over here is that TV in the States, from the very beginning, um, the TV stations were privately owned. Over here, they were all owned by the state. Um, when, and there weren't many channels. When I moved to France in 1984, I think there were three channels. Uh, and I think the, the third channel wasn't very old. Maybe some listener will write in to correct me. It, it came in in the late 70s. So even then, there were a limited number of channels. There wasn't any competition. There was no commercials on the, the state-owned channels back in the day. And these the governments weren't going to pay um, to put the cable in because there wasn't there weren't enough channels to make it um, viable. What happened, however, is um, a fourth channel came in sometime in the eighties in France called Canal Plus, um, and they used a set top box that would pick up the signal broadcast over the air that was scrambled and it would descramble it. And they later went over to satellite. And in most European countries, satellite TV is ubiquitous. Um, since you never had cable. Um, you never had a means of transmitting a lot of channels. And over the air, of course, is limited in terms of spectrum, whereas on the satellite, you can get dozens of channels. So they kind of jumped the whole cable thing here because there was no programming that made it worth having. So you went right to satellite. You went to satellite, and of course, now it's all digital over the air. Um, we don't have satellite TV here. It's ridiculously expensive, and it doesn't offer anything interesting enough. Um, we watch a couple of channels on over-the-air digital, which, you know, extremely good quality. Um, we watch a couple of the BBC channels, and that's about it. Well, most people here in the States have 300 channels and nothing to watch. Exactly. So, so I had satellite for a while in France, and I also had TV over DSL in France um, for a while because they do that as well. And it was full of all these channels, first of all, in languages I don't understand, and second of all, with extremely uninteresting programming. There was one channel, um, a German channel, that showed nothing but videos of trains, and this would be the kind of thing where there'd be a camera at the front of a train, and you would just have a film for hours of a train going down the tracks. Now, here they've got TV over DSL. Uh, CenturyLink, for example, which is a spin-off of one of the original Bells, Baby Bells. They have something called Prism TV. So if you live in the right area, you can get their own TV service. And one of my relatives has it, and it's just about as good as cable or satellite. So that is our alternative. Again, it's still 300 channels and nothing yeah, to watch. Yeah, so, so when I had um, TV over DSL, it was, it was a good package. It was part of my internet package, and I had basic channels that didn't cost anything. My internet box was in two parts. One was the router, which had a hard disk, so it was a DVR, and the other was the bit that connected to the TV. They linked to each other with a power line adapter. Um, I could go onto the TV and tell it to record stuff, and it would record things really easily and play them back, and I could put files, you know, download files and put them up there. It was really good. The quality was probably... Most of it was probably, I'm thinking, 720p, but some of it was 1080. Um, so the quality was good. Um, it's still digital, no matter how you get it. Okay, but definitely not 4K. Well, not yet. Um, that's something that, you know... So Netflix has 4K in the UK, I think. I don't know how much programming they have. I don't have a 4K TV, so it doesn't matter. It's probably uh, I, three shows, and I don't think anybody would notice the difference. Really wouldn't notice the difference 
We've gone through this before, and I'll just say it briefly. Yeah. If you have a really big set and you're not too far from the set, you'll possibly see the difference in resolution. If not, which is four times the resolution because it's doubled in horizontally and vertically. Otherwise, it's not worth the difference because the real advantage of 4K for most people is the high dynamic range and the improved color. And that really just makes everything pop out better. But most of the sets that you buy, most of the TV sets you buy with 4K don't have the advanced color features. They're only in the real expensive sets. So today, you're going to see a situation in the States, and I don't know how it happens in the UK, where there are loads and loads of 4K sets for fairly low prices. And you'll probably get them to future-proof. But it's not going to offer that much of an advantage to you. One advantage we can offer is TechNightOwl Plus at plus.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. That's where you can get the ad-free version of this show. We also send it at a higher bit rate, so the audio quality is superior. You hear Kirk McElhern just like the master tape. Fabulous. Go to plus.technightowl.com. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. A lot of people's lives and bodies are out of balance. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops optimize pH level and get rid of harmful waste and acid. Just a few drops in water restores vibrance and energy and gets you back in balance. Now order two bottles and get $10 off your order. Sign up for monthly auto shipping and save 25%. Call 800-518-7615 or visit alkavision.com. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at alkavision.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. 
He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. Have you ever wondered why farmers can keep their livestock lean and healthy just by feeding them minerals in a nutrient-dense diet? Before market, they cut off their minerals, leaving them to crave high-calorie grains to fatten them up. So if weight control is this easy, why does the medical system prescribe invasive surgical gastric bypass for humans? The truth be told, according to research, you can avoid over 900 different diseases just by getting 90 essential nutrients daily. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com and order your Healthy Start Pack and get your 90 per life. Or dial 855-301-TEAM. I said essential, not optional, and every day. Easy. 90 for life on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com or call 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com at sonsoflibertyteam.com. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. This is our Thanksgiving weekend episode, but we're talking first to Kirk McElhern, who lives in a place in the UK where maybe some of the original celebrants of Thanksgiving migrated from, but he doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. I haven't celebrated in a long time. Um, I I did know some American expats in France who would have a sort of a Thanksgiving meal on on Sunday. You know, they'd never do it on the Thursday because it's a day when people would work. And it always felt like... I don't know, artificial. When you're an expatriate, there's a very fine line between clinging too much to your original country, so hanging out with only people from your country, not speaking the language and all that. Of course, it's different here in the UK where it's the same language, but in France, I I would meet people who'd been in France for 20 years and couldn't speak French fluently. And I never wanted to do that. Uh, I always was more interested in, in discovering the culture. And I guess in many ways, I sort of dropped my American culture but not that much when you think about it. You, you know, once once the internet came around, and I was just reflecting the other day, it's been 20 years since I've had internet access. Uh, you know, all of a sudden you had access to uh, newspaper websites and magazine websites. You could buy books in English much more cheaply than what they used to be in France. Then when DVDs came around, you could get uh, films with the original voice track instead of on uh, VHS tapes where you only had a single track. So... It wasn't that hard to maintain uh, at least an American language culture over the years. But the whole Thanksgiving thing was just never something that seemed worth celebrating. A lot of these holidays nowadays are done for commercial reasons. 
and little else. Yeah, and, and look at the whole Black Friday thing. That's it's just a scam to sell you more stuff. And then, of course, you have Cyber Monday. Yeah, but... And so, then you'll have Wackadoodle Thursday if you can afford it. Well, so what's interesting is that um, Black Friday has been copied over here in the UK. Amazon has tons of deals this week. And actually, I bought quite a few things from Amazon because they've had some really good prices. But a lot of the major retailers, um, particularly last year, there were a number of issues with people getting injured when they were all fighting to get TVs and stuff. And a lot of the major retailers said, we're just not going to do it anymore. Now, Thanksgiving weekend in the States, a four-day weekend, you're hanging out with family. You don't want to go to the mall and fight off people. I I can understand sales on that day on the web where you don't have the crowds, but, you know, I would never go to a mall on, you know, the Friday after Thanksgiving. You got to be crazy, although some of those bargains are just too compelling. Let's look at our tech universe here. There's an article that you refer to at your Kirkville blog. This goes back to the Mac Observer. And it says that the Mac Pro is a failure. Now, this is interesting to talk about here because the original Mac Pro, which is descended from the Power Mac G5, was an incredibly large, heavy, robust, expandable Mac. You could add up to four hard drives, multiple expansion cards. It was an ideal tool for content creators. Now, and for people with a lot of content. I bought one in 2006. Uh, it was great for my large music collection to have four drives inside. I had two optical drives. I had a DVD and I had a CD drive because uh, this is around when I was starting to rip my entire CD collection. And I got a 52X CD-only drive, which I think the DVD drive was like a 24X. And it was just lightning fast. I loved that computer. It, was, it gave off a lot of heat. It was an awful lot noisier than computers today, but it was quieter than previous Macs of the, of the period. And as you say, it was easy to expand. If you needed to swap out a disk or RAM or, or a PCI card, you just drop open the side, and it was really dead simple. Now, here's the thing. There were changes in the Mac universe over that time. Apple redesigned the iMac to provide enough performance that for most people, it was satisfactory. Plus, you got this big 27-inch screen, and today's iMac is all 5K resolution, 14 million pixels, beautiful screen, beautiful display, enhanced color for the 2015 version, and it's capable of performance that matches or exceeds today's Mac Pro unless you're using the few applications that take advantage of all the extra cores. And you're paying, what, a fraction of the price if you get one well-equipped. So what Apple has done here is they've brought a computer that's maybe not as expandable internally as the original Mac Pro, but it's got enough ports for external expansion and serves the needs of most people. And then they come out with a Mac Pro. They call it the trash can Mac Pro or something like that. Totally different design, but they threw all that out. I mean, yeah, you can remove the RAM and change the graphic card or something. I think you can even swap out the processor if you want with a standard off-the-shelf Intel Xeon processor. But all the stuff you wanted to put inside is gone. Do you think Apple killed it? I mean, the article from Mac Observer is basically saying it's a failure. What do you think? 
Well, as we discussed here um, last year, I had a Mac Pro. Um, I bought one, it was it June. Um, I'm just looking at the date on my article. I bought it around June, I think. And I really liked that it was a sleek computer. It's cool looking. I liked the fact that it didn't take up space. It was extremely quiet. And so in the article you're mentioning where I'm talking about the Mac Observer article, I, I put a picture up that I took when I had the Mac Pro of the cables on the back. And I'm only showing a couple of the cables. I eventually had uh, two Thunderbolt and four USB cables attached to it. So it looked like you know spaghetti coming out of it in addition to an optical cable and the power cable. I, I think... So Apple was counting on everyone using Thunderbolt for everything. Now, the problem is that they charge you 50 bucks for a Thunderbolt cable. Thunderbolt peripherals are extremely expensive. Um, whereas Thunderbolt 1 is pretty much the speed of USB 3. So the only advantage you get is the ability of daisy-chaining things. Um, it quickly became a mess, all the things I had to connect to it, and then have to connect USB hubs and all that. And for, for a computer that's supposed to sit on your desk and look nice, because it looks nice and it's relatively quiet, it just turned out to be not very nice when, when you look at all that was coming out of it. And, and of course, I, I probably would have kept it if Apple had released a standalone Retina display. So they're still selling their Thunderbolt display, which I think is about five years old now, um, which is non-Retina. Uh, when the 5K iMac came out, I realized that, okay, this Mac Pro doesn't have a future. Uh, Apple's not going to release a standalone display, and I want the Retina display, and I have no regrets. The only thing I will point out, and I mentioned in my article, is it took me a long time to sell this Mac Pro. Um, the retail, I got the, the entry-level Mac Pro. It was retailing at 2500 People were selling it on eBay new for 2000 I don't know how. Uh, I think I sold mine eventually for 1800 and fortunately, I had bought it with a discount that a friend who works at an Apple store had gotten for me. So I didn't lose too much, but it took a couple of months to sell it. And that's pretty rare. Um, you know, selling a recent Mac at a discount is generally pretty easy. And, and for that one, it was almost impossible. Hmm. So you don't think there's much demand for it? Well, I, under I it, understand here, Apple released the new Mac Pro in 2013, December. There has been no update, no change. And, and that suggests that they're not really interested in it. I mean, they didn't update the previous one very often, but you know, they had the case and they updated the innards and they refreshed the the, the speed and all that. Um, I don't know because so the five K iMac is faster than the entry level Mac Pro for many uses. Um, I did notice that the Mac Pro converted videos much more quickly than the 5k iMac that's um, probably because of the fact that the video conversion process takes advantage of the multi-cores that's the whole thing about it because you get yeah. four cores on your iMac but you can get up to 12 cores why, why Xeon have, plus I, a Xeon is just a more efficient processor it's a very very expensive processor it's yeah, made I, for I, server use in very high-end workstations I think mine was the base model. It had eight cores, so it, it was definitely faster for that sort of stuff. Um, but the whole peripheral thing is just not – it's just too complicated. Now, I, I can't say that it's that much better with the iMac. I mean, it's got more ports in the back, and I've still got a lot of stuff plugged into it. 
But in some ways, the fact that it plugs in the back and I don't see the cables that much, it psychologically, it makes me think that it's less of a mess. When I get up and lean over my Mac and look on the desk behind my iMac, then I realize that, well, you know, it's not that much better. Let's figure this all out. Let's sort this all out. In our next segment with Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database, so you get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, we're talking here with Kirk McElhern about stuff that he's written on his blog, Kirkville, which is over at McElhern.com to check it out. And he updates it several times a day. He writes a lot of stuff there. So it's worth checking out. We've been talking about the use case iMac versus Mac Pro. Now, I have a 27-inch iMac, and there aren't a lot of things hooked up to it. I have two external drives, and I've got my outboard analog mixer attached to the USB port. I've also got a USB hub because I've got these extra devices. I have USB speakers. I have a few things going on. But if you look at it from the front, you don't see all that garbage. You just see the speakers and you see the computer and the mixer is to the left of it. So it's not obvious, but if you look at the cable mess back there, there's a cable mess back there. 
as I look at it here, there is a cross-section of people who need a Mac Pro. They're doing math. They're doing science work. And they'll stick a couple of RAID assemblies outboard. And that might be things that maybe wouldn't have really been suitable for the more expandable, larger Mac Pro. And that satisfies them. But that use case is what, in the tens of thousands? Yeah, it's quite minimal. I didn't need the Mac Pro. You know, the work I do doesn't require that. But at the time I bought it, as I said, I was starting to to digitize a lot of my DVDs and Blu-rays. And I did want something that was faster. And what I'd had before that was a Mac Mini. So, you know, it was a jump. It was just a huge jump. I don't need the speed of the iMac, but when I rip a DVD or something, then definitely I'm very happy to have it. So you can talk about use cases and you don't need et cetera, but you might need it occasionally. Uh, I don't rip videos every day. For, for me, the big difference in the iMac is the quality of the display. That alone trumps everything else. Don't you know, use I, the word Trump in the US. Sorry, sorry. That um, overcomes everything else. Better. Um, Yes. The, the processor is, it's like, it, it's gravy in a way, the processor speed. Um, I didn't get the fastest one. I didn't get the fastest video card. It's just really not that important to me. It's really the, the display that, that makes the difference. But, you know, talking about all these cables, I wish there was a way to organize them better. I really do. You know, I've got a couple of drives. I've got a hub. I've got a, a, a DVD, Blu-ray drive. I've got this microphone I'm talking on that's plugged into USB. I've got a cable to connect my iOS devices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I wish there was a better way. Some, someone who could come up with a way of organizing cables would make a fortune. And, and I don't know, it, it's, not just, it's not a question of just a, a hub, because there are some Thunderbolt hubs you can get. So it, it, from one Thunderbolt cable, it splits into, I think, two more Thunderbolt cables, a bunch of USB and audio and Ethernet, et cetera. And that's nice. And I had one for a while, but I sold it because it really wasn't very useful. It didn't add anything. Um, It was just another device cluttering. We we need to figure out a way to get rid of a lot of these cables, maybe make a lot of things wireless. Well, that Uh, is the thing I wanted to raise. I think the ultimate intent here, the game plan is to do away with the cables and make it all wireless. And right now, of course, the throughput might not be there. Right. But eventually, you know, you're talking about peripherals that may be only a foot at the most, two feet away from your computer. If you can provide, you know, multi-gigabit performance that way, maybe things will work out. I mean, obviously, Apple is moving towards that direction with something like the new MacBook, which has one port plus a headphone port. Their expectation here is you'll do everything wirelessly. And eventually, you'll be able to transmit data reliably, cheaply at Thunderbolt 2 speeds without yeah, the need for well, cable. That's the goal. It's maybe a few years away. Yeah, I, I think the MacBook use case is someone who doesn't have a lot of stuff, someone who doesn't have four hard drives and an optical drive and a microphone and all these things to connect. The point here is this is somebody who is on the road, and maybe they're hooked up to the hotel's Wi-Fi connection. And they don't need anything else because all they're doing is checking their email, doing things that are localized to that computer. So one of the things about wireless is you still need power for your devices. So I've got a a Pioneer um, CD, DVD, Blu-ray drive connected to my Mac. It's self-powered. 
So the only cable it has is the USB cable. If it were to become wireless, then it would still need a power cable. So you're only, you're only shunting a cable off one device to another, which is an improvement, granted. Um, but you still need a cable someplace, unless all of these devices have rechargeable batteries, and that makes them more expensive. Um, you know, like Apple's new magic peripherals, you plug them in with a lightning cable and they, and they charge. Um, it's not necessarily a solution. You, you certainly wouldn't get the throughput for a hard drive, but for, for something like even ripping Blu-rays, um, Wi-Fi would be fast enough for the data throughput. Um, for a microphone, if you're going to use a wireless microphone, well, you need batteries in it, and everything needs to be powered. So the solution isn't just wireless. Now, isn't there a technique which hasn't been used to actually be able to connect to the power line wirelessly? Um, I'm not aware of that. I wouldn't be surprised if it exists. Um, I, I'd be very worried with anything like that about interference. Um, you know, obviously it's going to be a certain frequency, but I'm, I'm really not sure how that works. But you still need power to connect, right? Your, your device, are, are you saying that the power would just radiate from something into a device the same way that you have this like induction charging? Something like that, or to be able to place it atop something. Yeah. That will generate power. In other words, this is something that right now is at the frontiers of our technology. But you also have to look at it this way. Battery technology is not improved. I mean, I read an article in USA Today the other day, really dumb things like, well, they got to do something about extending battery life on smartphones. And that's true with pretty much all of them. But it's not due to the fault of Apple or Samsung right now. It's because battery technology has not gotten that much better or more efficient. All they can really do right now is make the electronics more power efficient, but they all use the same basic batteries one way or another. Yeah, and, and I, I, every once in a while I see an article about how someone has just invented something that may improve battery life a thousandfold or something. Um, I, I think we will probably see some sort of improvements. Um, I have no idea when. Uh, I don't follow the technology close enough to know that this is something that we're getting close to. You know, if, 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 my, if my Blu-ray drive, as an example, if it could be Wi-Fi, and if I could only have to charge it once every three months or something, depending on usage, of course, then it would certainly be worth considering something like that Wi-Fi. But then you're also adding technology that's going to be more expensive. Um, there's a balance you need between um, the cost of a device and you know, how much is it worth paying for it to be wireless? So my friend Rob Griffiths recently bought one of those, um, is it ScanSnap or SnapScan, the Fujitsu scanners? Um, yes, SnapScan, not ScanSnap. Right, so, so I have one of those that I bought just before I left France, which was great for digitizing about 12 shelf feet of documents. Um, and Rob bought one, and he got the slightly more expensive version that's Wi-Fi. And that's really good, so it doesn't need to be connected to the computer, but of course it still needs a power cable. Um, but in my current office setup, I've got a sort of a, I've got a shelf on the side to the right of me against the wall. So it's a, a vertical bookshelf that's on the side. So it kind of serves like a credenza and I've got a bunch of hardware on top of it. And anything that's plugged in there is out of the way and the cables don't get in my way. Um, so if I had a couple of Wi-Fi devices, I could put them over there and they wouldn't have to connect to the computer and I wouldn't see the power cables. So 
for me, anything that I can get off my desk would already be an improvement. Um, well, I don't have a Wi-Fi printer because Wi-Fi printers aren't cheap and regular printers are. You um, know what? Right now, printers have gotten so cheap. I think both of my printers are Wi-Fi. I don't use them that way because I just lay a cable, but I think they are. A little bit later on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll be hearing from Jeff Carlson from Tidbits and Take Control Books. And we'd like you to check out our premium service with the ad-free version of this show at plus.technightowl.com. Once again, that's plus.technightowl.com. But right now, I think we've got one more segment to do with Kirk McElhern on the Tech Night Owl Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The following is an important holiday inventory announcement from IDStronghold.com. As many of you have come to know, IDStronghold.com is the number one name in quality RFID blocking wallets that actually do as they say and prevent electronic pickpocketing of the new RFID chips found in credit cards, room keys, subway passes, and more. Last year, due to the extreme popularity of giving ID Stronghold wallets and clutches as unique gifts at Christmas time, we ran out of our most popular styles and colors early. The good news is we now have our holiday inventory ready for same-day shipping. We have added many more designs of beautiful leather wallets and clutches, all with state-of-the-art built-in electronic pickpocket shielding from the most respected name in RFID protection, IDStronghold.com. Don't wait and limit your choices of these great gifts. We are expecting another sellout season. These wallets aren't available in stores, so visit IDStronghold.com today. That's IDStronghold.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers 
customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. As the cold and flu season approaches, Silver Lungs is ready to help you and your family through the toughest of the year by supporting your immune system and overall health. From our best-selling colloidal silver generating system to our entire line of silver-based skin gels, nasal sprays, soaps, and silver solutions. Silver solutions remain one of nature's most powerful and least expensive antibacterial agents. Now you can produce your own for pennies a day in the comfort of your home using the breakthrough technology of the Silver Lungs Generator. Learn more today at www.silverlungs.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. This is the Tech Night Out Live. I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Kirk McElhern. We're talking about wires and wire clutters and wireless and wireless power. Let's move to one more thing. So we're hearing more and more with regard to the Volkswagen diesel emissions thing. Right now, is your car completely free and clear, your Volkswagen no, built? No, not at all. Well, I think what they said is that every single car from 2009 to the present we'll have to have something done to it. Mine's a 2009. Which engine do you have? It's a 1.4 liter. And you sent me an article yesterday and it talked about 1.2 and 1.6 and 2.0. But there is also a 1.4 liter engine, which I think is the one they use in the Golf, actually. I'm not sure. I know it didn't show up as being affected in the first, the, the early website that Volkswagen put up. Well, in my case, Seat which is owned by Volkswagen. I haven't checked since then if they've changed anything, but what they said yesterday is that they have to recall, uh, in that article, that they have to recall every car, basically. Every diesel car. Now, for most of the vehicles where they have proposed fixes, this is Europe, not the United States, the fixes involve a software update to make it burn more efficiently, I guess, and then I think some kind of screening filter or a special filter for one model, one type of engine. And they're saying the fixes will range from 30 minutes to 60 minutes. And that's pretty trivial. I mean, it's millions of dollars worth of expenses or euros, but it's fairly efficient. They think they can do it within a year. They have submitted fixes for the vehicles in the U.S. And that's a big question mark because a lot of the emissions requirements for diesels are more stringent here as a result of which they may have to do more extensive hardware modifications. If they can do it in software and minor filters and maybe a larger catalytic converter, that's not a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal if you're doing hundreds of thousands or millions of them. But if it doesn't materially impact performance or fuel economy in a way where it is really different, they can probably escape. The question here is it may be required in the U.S. for some of the older vehicles. They will have to buy them back. Yeah. There's no way to retrofit them. 
Well, it's not only that. It's that they engaged in deceptive practices in selling you a vehicle. They told you about certain levels of performance and pollution and all that. Not only that, the fact that they lied means that your vehicle has lost value. Um, so basically, you've just been totally, you know, screwed, basically. You've been um, rooked, as they say. But if they make good, they give you a better trade-in. They yeah, bring but- your car up to spec. Now, the key is here, which is interesting, in the U.S., Volkswagens routinely exceed EPA gas mileage or diesel fuel mileage estimates. Routinely. I mean, there are people who have these Volkswagen diesels getting 50 miles a gallon. And Volkswagen's only saying, well, in the 40s. I've seen examples where, for example, they've got last year's Volkswagen Passat. They advertise 36 miles per gallon, but Consumer Reports got 39 of course, there's no problem with emissions on the gas engines. They're really good. But Volkswagen, unlike Kia and Hyundai, where they were fined for not meeting their mileage requirements and Ford got the same problem for fuel mileage, they tend to exceed the estimates. So if you get a couple of miles per gallon less on the diesel but still meets the EPA rating, they can't really say, well, now we're going to give you money for it because it's meeting the spec. Maybe performance will be a little bit worse. I don't know. There are also reports now that one of the other car makers, the French car maker, is possibly going to have an emissions problem. And I sent you an article, I think, showing that being deceitful about safety and emissions is part and parcel of the auto industry. Go back to the 1970s. Remember the Ford Pinto? Well, Lee Iacocca who invented the Ford Mustang or was the guy who shepherded that design, they wanted to bring the Ford Pinto in for $2,000. Now, you think today, $2,000 for a car. This is in the early 70s. And so what they did is in the design, towards the end of the development process with that car, they learned there was a potential serious defect with the fuel tank where if it ruptured, it can cause to catch fire. And the fix, one of the fixes was some kind of intake that would cost like a dollar. And maybe the redesign of the entire fuel tank would cost a few dollars. But Leah Iacocca, who, by the way, was forced to resign over this as a vice president for Ford, he said, got to be $2,000. If it costs a few dollars more, we can't do it. And maybe also the bean counters looked at this and said, well, you know, if we have to pay off a few damage claims, it doesn't matter. I remember a close friend of mine, former business partner, had a Ford Pinto. And I drove and I liked the car. And I said, maybe I should buy one. I'm so glad I didn't, by the way. But you have to think here. U.S. companies did it. European companies did it. Volkswagen might have been the worst offender. And if they can get away with just mostly minor hardware and software modifications to bring things within the reasonable range of specifications, they'll possibly survive because I think Volkswagen has great cars. I've had three Volkswagens in my life, and I like them. Not the most reliable cars, but I like them. There's still the fact that these cars have lost a great deal of their value. Um, If I had a, a recent Volkswagen and the company said to me, we'll give you a, a very preferable trade-in for a new Volkswagen. I don't know if I'd want another Volkswagen. You the CR we have is six years old. It's a workhorse. It's a good car. If they offered a trade-in, I really don't know what I would want to do. Well, here's the thing here. You have to look at the estimate. If VW promises to guarantee the resale value, the trade-in value, that works because that will enhance the price. And that might be one thing here because that's a loss. If you buy a car for $20,000, 
and you expect at the end of a certain number of years, it'll be worth 12 and know it's worth 10. But if Volkswagen comes back and says, okay, we'll give you a $2,000 discount, we'll make up the difference in what you lose. That plus fixing the cars, ultimately, not today, maybe three, five years from now, will make the difference. I don't know about the resale value. I mean, on diesel cars, it has to be impacted. On gas engines, it shouldn't be because they're still pretty good. Yeah, I don't think the gas engines are a problem, but there was a, just a, a thing about CO2 emissions being incorrectly tested and gas engines might also be affected. But you can't trust a company like that. If they're already cheating, um, you don't want to keep being involved with the company. But as you say, other companies cheat too. So, you know, where do you go to find something that's honest, right? Listen, I go through the history here. Toyota had problems with the Camry's unintended acceleration. They're now recalling all these airbags using what, Toyotas and Hondas. Every car company has recalls for safety defects, a lot of recalls for emissions-related defects. GM with the ignition switches. I read this history and I say, you know what? I'll get a bicycle. I hope it won't be recalled. That will be the answer. Kirk McElhern, please tell our listeners where they can find more of the things you do. Well, you can find me at the local bicycle rack because I'm not going to have a car like Gene. No, you can find me at my website, Kirkville. It's McElhern.com. That's www.mclhearn.com. And you can find me at Macworld, where I write a lot about iTunes and many other things. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me again, Gene, and a very happy Thanksgiving to you. You too, even if you don't really celebrate anymore. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. A revolution in body protection has arrived only at FortressSurvivalLLC.com. Introducing the revolutionary patented Level 3 Bulletproof Vest. 100% Kevlar, 100% American-made. Concealable, fully adjustable, and the lowest price on the market. Adult size normally $289.99, now just $250. Kid size normally $239.99, now just $200. Get affordable protection with a Level 3A Bulletproof Vest from FortressSurvivalLLC.com. For thou art my rock in my fortress. Psalm 31.3. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MYTV. 1-855-905-MYTV. 
Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. The lining of your lungs is supposed to be protected with glutathione to neutralize incoming irritants. In the absence of enough glutathione, your lungs are more prone to irritation. Listen to the real-world results of one man using a powerful glutathione-supporting food. Hi, my name is Bill O'Brien. I generally suffer through an asthmatic breathing-type situation. My breathing is shallow and generally constricted in the nose and lungs. After consuming One World Way today, I have tremendous energy and also notice my breathing is free. I can feel the air in my left nostril and it is free all the way to my abdomen, which is pretty remarkable because I rarely get that feeling. Being a singer, I love feeling this unrestricted voice. The only thing new I've actually added to my routine is One World Way. Wow. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We continue with the second half of the Tech Night Owl live. Jeff Carlson from Tidbits and Take Control Books is here. And we're doing this on Thanksgiving weekend, and he was gracious enough to show up the day after. Now, this week we also did the episode with our friend from the UK, Kirk McElhern. Kirk, being an expat, doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. Do you have any response to that, Jeff? Unbelievable. Um, oh, I, I suppose that's, that's fine. Um, he's just missing out on some really good food. I mean, really, you know, pumpkin pie. Come on, man. Come on, Kirk. I don't want to I, say this, but my wife does not like pumpkin pie. Okay. I understand that some people some people just don't. Um, my family, I, I love them dearly, and they don't really like apple pie. Like, it's fine, but it's not, you know, anything super special. I love them anyway. These are the kinds of, of, of difficulties we have to get past on, on Thanksgiving. That's what the whole, you know, the whole thing's about, right? We shouldn't be so politically correct. Now, the one thing I noticed, and this is something worth talking about, Black Friday. Black Friday now has become mm-hmm. Black Thursday to some. Yeah, and sometimes it's like, it's like, hey, Black Friday started at Tuesday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, it's, it's sort of amazing that it's even a specific day anymore. Well, it is whenever they can get away with it. 
Because oh, yeah. I was talking to a woman today, and she was saying, you know what? I worked on Thanksgiving Day at Walmart. And oh, jeez. Yeah. I hope they give them time and a half or something. They probably do not. They probably do not. Yeah. Because they... Um you just assume that 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 people who who have to work, especially at something like like Walmart, they 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 just don't have a good reputation for for uh, you know paying their their employees well. So, um, yeah, you know, like I I salute anybody who has to work um, on on those days, and and you know, especially uh, you know, you see on Black Friday like the the crazy videos of people knocking over displays, and it's like, oh, come on. Like why? Why nothing can be that good of a deal? But I, you know, it's one of those things where I, I just honestly don't quite get it, and I am happy to sit here in my house <laughs> while other people go out and fight each other for consumer stuff, and or make fools of themselves. Yeah, yeah. I think at that point you're like so far past any self awareness of how foolish you look that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. But, you know, I think there is the upside to um, uh, the fact that, you know, Black Friday is now so much online, which is is sort of nice. So, you know, you actually can get deals and things, um, you know, literally in your pajamas. You don't have to go out. And, um, and you know, legitimately, I think there are... Uh, you know, lots of instances where Black Friday, you know, ends up being very good for for some companies. I mean, you know, some companies do a lot of business, especially, you know, um, small small companies. I'm I'm seeing lots of um, like accessory makers and and small developers and um, you know people putting out things on Black Friday and and getting a good response to it. So you know, like there is the upside. It's just often clouded by the 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 crazy people who who sort of go above and beyond to to not act human <laughs> well the thing of course that always bothers me here is having people waiting for several days yeah. to do the shopping routine and doing it online you don't have to worry about things like that mhm yeah yeah although you know even though like I'm sure there must be like a fascinating uh, psychological profile for how how this all works and how um, you know e- even just shopping online. It's like a- any of these deals they could be done at any day of the week. It's not like there's anything specific about the day, but it's that it's that sort of group experience um, that you know dare I say excitement over okay. Like today's the day when I can get all my Christmas shopping done or I can, you know, finally buy an iPad or an Apple Watch because there's some sort of a deal or, you know, something like that, that, that is, it's like uh, emphasized because there's so many people involved with it. Does that make any sense? Well, I don't like joining crowds. I'm never That's- part of the crowd. <laughs> I can't handle that. Yeah. yeah. I don't want any of that stuff. That is not my thing, joining clouds. 
Now, well, joining crowds. I was about to say joining, <laughs> joining, cr- joining crowds. I'm not a crowd joiner. I was going to say cloud joiner because obviously people are doing their shopping in the cloud. Very but good. I don't do that sort of thing. My wife t- likes to shop before then. She's afraid that by the time we get to Black Friday, they sold out of everything. But I keep telling her, yeah, but if they still have it on Black Friday, maybe it's half price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... I think it's sort of like the, like, um, uh, so I live in Seattle and the Seattle Seahawks have been uh, a very good team for the last two years. And I don't really follow sports. I, I certainly, I, I don't follow football. Like I'll watch it if it happens to be on, but that's kind of it. But there was, you know, a, a cool thing about the, the Seahawks in Seattle being Super Bowl champions, like, like you see, you know, people wearing Seahawks jerseys on Fridays, like, you know, at, at, you know, restaurants and, and, and all sorts of different places. And so there's that, that, that sort of like that, that group fervor where like, I don't have to actually go to a game or go to a rally or go to, you know, any of the, the, the big things to, to feel sort of a part of that. And so I think that, that that the Black Friday thing is kind of an offshoot of that. It's that it, it, like like knowing that a whole bunch of other people are are thinking about the same thing or focused on the same thing. You know that can be you know good things or you know unfortunately tragic things. Like there's that 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 coming together sense. And I know that right now I think I've probably just gone totally jumping the shark because i'm like you know black friday shopping is sort of like everyone getting together for peace it's like no 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 pull it back jeff but do you know what i mean in terms of that 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 group uh shared experience we understand about shared experiences (laughs) yes i'm not making any sense at all okay more coffee for me today well i don't know i think when you're Shopping online, unless someone is watching over your shoulder, that's a very isolated experience. Well, it is, but you're 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 being part of of something that that other people are focused on at the same time. And so, like like you know that okay, this is a time when I could probably get you know a better deal on something that I was already thinking of buying, and knowing that that other people are focused on that makes it strangely communal. Kind of. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> There's a lot of silence on your end. Like, Well, well I have nothing to say because I can't understand it. Let's talk about something we do understand. Sure. Between now and, say, the first part of January of 2016, mm-hmm. we're going to get a 10 best or a 10 worst list. Oh, yes. Oh, heavens. This is the thing, of course, that drives people nuts. Mm -hmm. And nuts is my middle name. So, (laughs) you know, we're in trouble now. Okay. So here's what happens, unfortunately. And it's kind of sad. This is something that happens that we kind of get upset about. People come up with the 10 best list, the 10 worst list. And now for Thanksgiving, the 10 or the five turkeys. Uh. And now we're going to go into more of this in our next segment, Jeff Carlson. (laughs) I want to get your reaction here about someone who wrote for a major newspaper, by the way, a 10 turkey list. 
number one with a bullet on that list was Apple Watch. Can you dig it? Let's find oh. out. I'm Gene Steinberg with Jeff Carlson on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockItPocket.com offers quality, American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockItPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockItPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com.
I want to be able to smoke inside, cut down on cigarettes, jog without wheezing, be kissable, and save money. Then you want the SIG e-cigarettes. Get the highest quality, best tasting vaping experience on the market with unmatched customer service from the SIG. And right now, gobble up this deal. Buy $30 worth of any products and get a starter kit for only $5. Use code SK at checkout. But hurry, offer good only until Thanksgiving at lesig.com. L-E-C-I-G.com. Kick some ash with LeSig. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. So, I hit the bombshell with Jeff Carlson from Tidbits and Take Control Books. What were we talking about? Well, it seems here that we have this publication that suggested that the Apple Watch was the turkey, number one turkey of the year. Why do they come up with stuff like that? Oh, I'm just, I'm just cringing. Um, because, <laughs> I mean, f- for one thing, you know, of, of course it's an Apple thing. And of course it's, it's the watch. Who even knows if, if the writer uh, was being genuine about this? Because... It drives traffic. Anything about Apple will drive traffic, um, and especially if it's something like the Apple Watch, because like there are so many expectations that I think a lot of writers and and uh, drivers of of uh, traffic to. You said it was a newspaper that that did this. So much of this is the unmet expectations of okay, Apple Apple did this brand new thing. The Apple Watch, something that that you know Apple had not ever done before. It's a brand new product category. That's that's really important. Um, yes, there are other smartwatches out there, but there's this expectation that you know when Apple does it, they're going to do it right because they take longer, because they have the design prowess, they have you know all of this. And so, along with that, there's that expectation of well. Look what Apple did with the phone, with the iPhone. They came out with this thing, and now it's it it's totally dominant. It's they sell billions of dollars worth of iPhones every quarter, and uh, I, I think iPhone is still something like ninety four, ninety six percent of all smartphone profits made in you know in, in the entire space. And so everybody thinks, well, if Apple can do iPhone, if they can have such an amazing success there, then surely this completely new product that they're doing this version 1.0 of will be just the same. And if it's not, if it's not like so super successful out of the gate, then it's a turkey. And so it it drives me slightly crazy as someone who's been, you know, writing about Apple and, and watching Apple for so many years, because everything is a turkey from Apple at the beginning. The iPhone was a complete turkey, according to a lot of people. The iPad, of course, was, a, was an utter failure. All of these things that are just sort of pronounced as, okay, here it is. This is the latest turkey. If you then go look at you know, the actual sales and all of that, the iPad, for example, the iPad like sales have, have dropped over the last few years because it had a very stunning debut. But it still makes um, something like Oh, what did I see the other day? Like uh, two or four billion dollars, you know? Like, like that is 
a monster product for any other company. But because it's not iPhone levels, then it's 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 deemed a failure. And I think with the watch, people are analysts and journalists and they are seeing the fact that Apple's not breaking out the actual sales as, you know, oh well, this is a problem. They're not they're not selling as many as they want and it's a doomed category, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know, it seems to be healthy just, you know, anecdotally. Um, I saw today on Twitter uh, Ben Bajaran, uh, an analyst, he um, is seeing a lot of uh, reports of um, watch sales. Um, so, so a lot of the, the, the Black Friday deals, uh, you can get an Apple Watch for like $299 um, after a you know $100 uh, gift card or something like that. And so that Two ninety nine seems to be a price point for the watch that a lot of people are, are taking advantage of, and so they're out there being sold. Is it a turkey? I don't think it is at all. Is that something that will make people talk about that article or link to it or Facebook uh, link to it or all of that? Definitely. This is how, of course, you get traffic. Yep. All right. So the Apple Watch is doing well for Black Friday according to this one estimate. Now, this is the season for products like that. This is where it comes into its own, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And, you know, of course, I don't have any, in, any inside knowledge on how Apple works. Um, nobody does. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if Apple Watch was released earlier in the year. It was uh, um, April, I think it came out. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they did that basically as a warm-up for the holiday season because it's it's a very, you know, holiday season kind of of product. You know, it's 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 still kind of pricey, but there's definitely a market for people who who want to do that. But I think you've got um, you know, several months, seven, eight months of of it being out there to have people uh, basically gestate on on whether it's something that they would want. You know, like my my gut suspicion on, on the Apple Watch is that there are a lot of people who will probably buy the next uh, hardware revision because they want to wait and see what the first one is like. And so, you know, they look to people like me who buy one and write about it and they, you know, um, find friends who, who have them. Um, and so I think... A lot of people are, are waiting and seeing. They can see some of the advantages, and some of them will take advantage of, of things like like Black Friday sales, or holiday sales, or you know bundles and things like that. The stores are doing um, to then sort of pull the trigger on on finally getting one. But um, I would guess that that you know Apple definitely had a big splash and they definitely want to sell all that they can. And, and initially according to Apple that they, they were selling as many as they could make and, and all of that. Um, but it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if they were also savvy enough to know that, okay, this is a brand new thing. Most people and, and Apple really targets the, the most people demographic. They don't necessarily target the, the technology uh, focused people. Um, most people are not used to wearing a watch that does something else besides uh, tell the time. 
And so you've got six, seven, eight months of this, you know, consumer education or consumer acceptance. And you've got the idea that, you know, it's, it's no longer so weird to see somebody with an Apple watch and, you know, getting the sense of, of, of what it's good for and all of that. So that might be attributing far too much marketing prowess to Apple. Um, but it, it just seems to me that, that the, the holidays are really the, the, the shopping time, um, for things like, you know, iPads for, for, um, you know, kids or grandparents or, you know, um, those types of people who they, they see the devices being used by, you know, the, the more enthusiastic adopters and then, um, get, gets moved on to the, the people who are, you know, you're more sort of general consumers who can sort of, you know, take it or leave it. And then they, they, they get an iPad mini and they're like, oh, this is great. I, I don't have to use my computer as, as much, et cetera. Do you have an Apple Watch? I do. Yeah. Um, I, I have the, the uh, aluminum um, 42 millimeter, just the, the sport model. All right. And what do you think? Is this a thing that everybody can get used to, or is it an acquired taste? I think it's still an acquired taste, but I think that 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 um, people are are getting used to the idea of having something that's not strictly a computer. You know, the way a laptop or an iPad or a, a, a phone is. Um, you know, I think there's still a lot of um, I don't want to say consumer education, but there's still a lot of expectation, and maybe this this ties back into the the um, the turkey list. Um, is that you know people look at the Apple Watch and they're like, well, what does it do? You know, like like your phone, your phone can do a lot of stuff. It can run apps and play games and open your house and you know um, call for cars and parking and all that stuff. And an Apple Watch. Uh, you know, it's a thing that that sort of uh, uh, works alongside it. Um, you know, it, it it has apps, but I find that that the most um, worthwhile thing that I use it for is having uh, notifications of when important messages come in, or important emails, or um, you know, there's a there's a service here in Seattle that lets you um, park using your iPhone. Let's uh-huh. get into more of that in a moment. Sure, sure. On the Tech Night Out Live, I'm Gene Steinberg. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Earthquake, floods, winter storms, prolonged power outages, or war. Each of us have had that moment when we recognize that we need to be better prepared. We typically do the same thing. We start with food storage, then we address the need for water. But have you considered heat storage? I'm talking about staying warm in the cold. Here are some things for you to consider. How will I keep my family warm? The standard answers are firewood, coal, or propane. But the problem with that if you need to be on the move is you can't take it with you. Another concern? There may come a time when you need to stay warm without smoke, like in times of war. There may even come a time when you can't burn fuel. The answers may be simpler and less costly than you think. For these answers, go to FortressClothing.com. Again, FortressClothing.com has the answers to your heat storage dilemma. Don't get stuck in the cold. FortressClothing.com. You'll never be cold again. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. All right, this is fascinating here. We're talking about things you can do with an Apple Watch, and Jeff Carlson tells me that in Seattle, you could park using your Apple Watch. You mean to find a location? What? Well, it's it's an iPhone app. Let's see if I can even just find it real quick to get the name of it. And they've they've set up. Um, it's it's just called Pay by Phone, and so at a lot of curbside parking where you've got uh, meters, they have these these machines up here now, and I'm, I'm sure they have them in other places, where rather than you know feeding money into a uh, an actual meter, um, you go to a thing and you put in your credit card and, and it spits out a sticker and the sticker tells you how long you can park in that spot. Well, this, this service, this pay by phone on your iPhone, you just plug in the number of, of that, um, that location and then you've paid for it. So you don't have to deal with a credit card. You don't even have to get out of your car. Um, well, you're going to get out of your car, but you don't have to like go to the little kiosk to, to make it happen. And, and so the, the Apple Watch side of that, there's a little app and it will tell you, you know, you'll get a little notification that says, you know, hey, you've got 20 minutes left um, on your parking. Um, you know, or you can, it'll tell you, that your your parking is going to be up soon. Do you want to um, add more time to the meter if there's if there's time to be added? Things like that. So you know it's it's not a huge thing. It's definitely something that happens just on the phone. But you know, let's say I'm I'm working at a coffee shop. Um, you know, my phone may be out or it may be in my bag or maybe in my pocket or whatever. And getting that little uh, reminder on my wrist just says, oh, right, I, I need to, you know, pack up and, and leave because my parking is up. It's kind of a small deal, but it's much better than getting a ticket or losing track of time. And it's, it's right there. 
So having having that on my wrist and having like little notifications like that on my wrist means that I can, you know, spend a fraction of a second paying attention to that and then go on with what I'm doing rather than the, you know, sometimes um, p- pulling out your phone to check something and then you're like, oh, okay, here's some emails I need to look at and someone sent me something I need to look at on Facebook and then pretty soon you've just, you know, lost 20 minutes. So that's that's kind of an example of of what I like the the Apple Watch for and I think that a lot of people see that as like oh well you know it, it's it's just this tiny little thing why can't I play games on it or why why doesn't it do more? And that's because so many people again like like this this turkey writer I'm sure are expecting it to to do more to be this spectacular thing, whereas the the spectacularness of it, if I can abuse the language like that, um, is just that like it's always there. It's a constant reminder. It you know helps in little tiny ways throughout the day, and it also tells time. Well, hey, you've written a take control book about Apple Watch, yes, and you're currently revising it. Yeah. Is this in respect to the Watch OS 2 software or what? Yeah, exactly that. Um, the the timing of it didn't work out to to have it revised right when Watch OS 2 came out. Um, and so this was just the the schedule that we could uh, work on it um, so that it's it's up to date. All right. So for somebody who may have read about the first Apple Watch, mm-hmm. they read about the first Apple Watch and they saw some skepticism there, some performance issues. Such as, of course, the fact that you have to run the apps at that time before mm-hmm. native apps were allowed from your iPhone. So it was a bit slower. And also, I heard some complaints there when you kind of raise your wrist to look at the watch where it activates, basically. That mm-hmm. would cause some problems. So looking at that and looking at that particular situation, do you think it's a lot better? What do you think is improved? Um I think it is a a bit better. Um, it feels to me that that WatchOS two was really what should have been WatchOS one, but um, you know they had set a date and 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 wanted to stick to it um, in order to to ship the first one. Um, I also think that that you know the 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 WatchOS um, the the developer side of it, um, it to, for for letting um, third party developers tie in wasn't quite done yet, so they they released it. Um, so I think that that um, the 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 native apps are good um, in terms of of it's <laughs> it's it's good that that developers are able to to now write native apps for it rather than sort of um, counting on on the phone to run everything. Um, so far, there's not been a lot that really stand out, um, and I think that's that's just kind of a an, an indication of you know developers trying to figure out you know what what best to to do with it. Um, but there are like like little things that that are nice about the the new uh, new watchOS. Like for example, um, when you when you charge it at night and you put it on its side, it has um, uh, 
this 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 night mode that lets you basically turns it into like a little um, a little desktop clock, and you, you know you you can set an alarm and you know use the the buttons on on the side to to snooze. You know it's like a little thing, but if you travel a lot. It's great because you don't have to, you know, worry about whether the, you know, hotel room clock is is accurate or anything like that. Um, I think one of the the, the biggest things about WatchOS two is being able to to um, have complications from different developers. So the the complications are are the things around the watch face that tell you like the the temperature outside and the um, you know your your current um, activity monitor things like that um and so it's nice being able to for example having um i use dark sky which is a a weather app and um i use that as my my temperature gauge on my my watch face um but it will also tell you you know if it's going to rain soon um something that's important here in seattle or you know it'll tell you when when rain's going to stop and you can you can just see that at a glance. You don't have to go and launch the app and and do all of that. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, being able to use um, you know customize your own uh, uh, photos for watch faces is is, is pretty neat. Um, um, replying to to mail messages um, can be handy. Things like that. So. All in all, you're happy with your Apple Watch. You're happy that you got one. And not just because you're writing books about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I know some people who, you know, they, they, they bought them because, um, you know, they needed to write about them or it was the brand new thing. And for whatever reason, you know, they they just haven't kept up with it. Like, like it didn't meet their expectations. Um you know, it it could be that their expecta- expectations were too high, or um, you know, it's 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 an intriguing area because um, you know, it's a watch. It's something that's that's on you. It's something that that you are are um, you know wearing. It's it's it it's visible, um, and so it is sort of more personal. I hate to to, to just sort of parrot uh, Apple's marketing, but you know, in that sense of here's this thing that I'm wearing, and um, for some people, it's it's not doing enough for them to to make them you know want to wear it. Um, for me, you know, I I wore watches years ago and then uh, stopped wearing watches. Um, I don't even know why. I think you know, batteries. Uh, batteries died, and I I just never got around to fixing them, or um, it was it was awkward to to type with them. Um, I understand so, the point. Let's get into more. Okay, why you may have become soured on watches? Jeff Carlson of Tidbits and Take Control Books. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. If your Mac has slowed down or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today 
at MaxSales.com. That's MaxSales.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Then get on board with the tax admiral and let us steer your way to financial freedom. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. They can freeze your bank accounts, seize your car, home, will garnish your paychecks and benefits. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I can fight for you using industry secrets that can help stop the IRS. I'll cut your penalties, slash your interest, and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company with over 30 years experience helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. And we have a 90 customer satisfaction rating. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS, are facing an audit, a lien, or levy, then call me right away. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do, in fact, pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. 
That's forum.technightowl.com. So, Jeff Carlson, you wore watches and then you didn't. How would the watch interfere with your typing? Oh. I'm confused here because I've been wearing a watch since I was, I don't know, 8, 10 years old. Uh-huh. In fact, I'm um, going to take it off eventually. Well, for whatever reason, um, just, I think probably because I, I had poor typing form. So as I would be typing, it would, um, you know, a watch would rub up against the, the, the keyboard or the, the laptop or whatever. At, at some point, it just became uncomfortable. And so I would take off my watch and then forget to put it back on, you know, during the day while I was working. And so, so for whatever reason, I just, I just stopped wearing watches. And then, so, you know, I probably went, I don't know, 10 years without wearing a watch because I had the time on my phone. So I could, I could look up the time there. When the Apple Watch came out, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to give this a shot again. So, because I think I had worn watches for so long, it didn't seem weird to me to have something on my wrist again. It was like, oh, right, like th- this is what it's like to have a watch again. I think some people that have not really liked the watch, perhaps they never were watch wearers. You know, having that that feel of it, that that tactile sense of of okay, th- there's something on my wrist that normally isn't there. People who wear watches like this is the interloper effect. Yeah, I guess so. For me, putting the Apple Watch on and starting to wear it, like after about a week or so, it just felt second nature again, like wearing a watch. Only in this case, the watch could do a lot more for me than just tell the time. And so I liked that part of it. So this encouraged you as a former skeptic of wearing watches to wear a watch again. Oh, yeah, definitely. I didn't even get to be skeptical about wearing watches. I just sort of fell out of the habit. And then putting the new Apple Watch on sort of reminded me that, oh, okay, it's it's nice having a watch. It's nice being able to look at my watch and check the time. I was never, you know, big into watch fashion. The The, the watches that would catch my eye were usually, you know, like $10,000 watch. So that's not, that was completely out of my range. So... The, the fashion aspect of wearing a watch doesn't really affect me. Like I know some, some people do. Some people, you know, they'll change watch bands and, and do all of that. But just that that sense of, okay, like I know that, that on my wrist, I can very quickly, you know, see the time. Um, I can check the temperature outside, which is helpful. Um, like if I need to go uh, pick up my daughter on the bus or something like that, I can see right away like what things I have coming up during the day. Um, I use uh, Fantastical, which the watch app that they have um, has a complication that shows up on my my watch face. And so, you know, it'll tell me, hey, I've got, um, you know, a, a podcast interview coming up or, you know, at two o'clock, you've got this going on. Um, and so, you know, that that's something that, that literally I can just look at quickly. Um, I don't end up running a lot of sort of third-party apps just for the sake of, of, of running an app. I will frequently check my email if it's been a while or, you know, if, if I feel my phone vibrate telling me that, you know, there's some, some email. I, I have it set up so that people that I've marked as VIPs on the phone, when a message comes in from them, it'll go straight to my watch. So I know, you know, if one of my editors is replying to something like I'll know about that right away. And so it, it's there, it's easy to access, but it doesn't demand all of my attention all the time. 
like like a phone would or an iPad, uh, iPad would. This is Apple Watch. All the time we have Apple Watches. Okay. What are you hoping for version two of Apple Watch? Oh, good question. I would like to see a little better performance because it seems as if even the, the, the native Apple Watch apps, like there's still a bit of a delay getting them, you know, launching them or sometimes, uh, you know, connecting, whatever. I think we we kind of put up with it now because, you know, it, it's like that or nothing. But like I said, the, you know, there are some apps that I, I just don't, I don't run the third-party apps um, or, you know, sort of apps by themselves a whole lot because it's just, it's it's not as compelling. So I think having more speed to it, and I, I know it sounds weird to ask for a faster watch, but what I'm hoping is that it will be such a smooth experience that developers will figure out more of what they can do and, and more of how to make the Apple Watch tie into things like you know home automation like like the there's stuff that you can do now that hasn't really gelled quite yet so that would be nice and i think you know having a a, a thinner profile would be nice even though um it's not as thick and bulky as i i you know, thought that it would be yeah so the, those are the the sort of top of mind things that come to me do you think apple watch is going to be successful in the long haul I do. I I think it's going to be successful partially because it's it's clearly something that Apple thinks is going to be successful. And I think that that the the distinction between that is, you know, like let's look at um a couple of of Apple um, you know, uh failures. Um if you look at the the iPod Hi-Fi speaker system, um you know, Apple definitely put a lot of effort into making it, into designing it. It didn't really go anywhere, and then it disappeared. Now, let me uh, stop for one second because sure. you get the point here. Now, some of the critics of Tim Cook as CEO of Apple maintain that Tim Cook is failing, Jobs succeeded. But that speaker system was done under Jobs' watch. So oh, was absolutely. the Power Mac G4 Cube. Yes, Definitely. I think the aura of of Jobs and and the the fact that that Jobs was so instrumental in in pull, turning Apple around and uh, you know pushing for for products like the iPhone and and the iPod and all of that um, like that still sort of hangs over everything um, and expecting that somebody else could just do that again um, is really an unfair comparison um you know I, I mean apple is now bigger and stronger than it has ever been um so you know i don't know i i think that that people who who knock tim cook um are doing so because he is not as you know visionary or charismatic or um like his his story isn't as entrepreneurial interesting as as jobs was and so you know people and 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 it's also that thing of you know like anybody could be ceo of apple right now and and they would be knocked um because you know apple doesn't do something right they're 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 failing they're doomed any day now the apple watch is a turkey you know like it, it it always comes up and um it's all, you know, 
bringing up traffic and um, it's 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 frustrating to see and I'm sure it's frustrating for Apple if they pay even an iota of attention to it but you know Apple is huge they're they're massively su- successful we've got Jeff Carlson joining us I'm Gene Steinberg you're in the Tech Night Out Live listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At contractorexam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. The following is an important holiday inventory announcement from IDStronghold.com. As many of you have come to know, IDStronghold.com is the number one name in quality RFID blocking wallets that actually do as they say and prevent electronic pickpocketing of the new RFID chips found in credit cards, room keys, subway passes, and more. Last year, due to the extreme popularity of giving ID Stronghold wallets and clutches as unique gifts at Christmas time, we ran out of our most popular styles and colors early. The good news is we now have our holiday inventory ready for same-day shipping. We have added many more designs of beautiful leather wallets and clutches, all with state-of-the-art built-in electronic pickpocket shielding from the most respected name in RFID protection, IDStronghold.com. Don't wait and limit your choices of these great gifts. We are expecting another sellout season. These wallets aren't available in stores, so visit IDStronghold.com today. That's IDStronghold.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Thousands of people seeking home security get ripped off every day, and the home security industry wants you to believe that's your only option. They've got hordes of salesmen out there trying to scare you into signing one of their long-term contracts. You get stuck writing huge checks month after month with no way out. It's robbery by contract, and it can cost you thousands. 
but there's a better way to protect your home. Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has no contracts, none. You'll get award-winning 24/7 protection. Security professionals watching over your home, ready to instantly send police to the rescue for just 14.99 per month. That's less than half what most companies charge. Protect your home the smart way. Visit simplysafedefense.com today for an exclusive 10% offer and get a free keychain remote worth $25 only when you go to simplysafedefense.com. simplysafedefense.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So, Apple is massively successful, even though some people say, well, Tim Cook is a huge failure because he's not the product guy. He's the guy who looks at the numbers, he crunches numbers, he uses numbers, as a matter of fact, and possibly he does that on his iPad Pro, Jeff Carlson. But let me bring up another subject here, because I don't want to belabor that point. Sure. iPad Pro. First of all, have you used one? Yes. Okay. Having used one, what is your perception? Is this really the bee's knees? Um, yes. It is well. Again, it, it it depends on 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 the the expectations. It is a a fantastic uh, device. The the screen is gorgeous. It's fast. Um, it ticks all those check boxes. Is it going to like? Is this the future of Apple? Is this going to replace the Mac, et cetera, et cetera? You know, I think possibly yes, but it, it it's not something that you can put in the ground and say okay you know this this right here th- this is the glowing thing that will that, that everybody will be doing uh everybody will have an ipad pro uh you know in the next five years because that's the way things are going um the market's just too big for that i think that that there is definitely a market for for this kind of device for people who you know like they don't need everything that a mac can do um and and this i think it'll be interesting to see how the ipad pro does in um you know big companies and enterprise um if if someone can you know uh connect to slack and and use word processing and spreadsheets and and uh you know get their email through the company's exchange and whatever it is that 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 most people need to do that doesn't have to be full-blown windows or even full-blown os 10 i think there's definitely a place for that a lot of the the commentary that i saw right in in the early reviews um one thing that stood out was um just watching the next generation use an ipad pro 
and you know, you know, even using iPads in general, um, the 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 touchscreen interface is so fluid and and built in that I think just by by nature of um, I don't know attrition really um, that you know ten years in the future things will probably look a lot more like iPad Pro than they look like MacBook Pro just because the 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 people growing up with it th- this is what they're growing up with they're not growing up with with mice and and keyboards and all of that it's going to be you know touchscreen and um you know the pencil for drawing that that seems to be more of a likelihood than oh geez everybody who has a laptop now is going to abandon it and get an ipad pro well some people in the media kind of overdid the comments made by tim cook that he exclusively uses his ipad pro or his ipad and his iphone he travels around with it the implication here is that this is a pc replacement but he didn't exactly say it's a pc replacement for everyone it is a PC replacement. It's one PC replacement. Also, you kind of feel here also that Tim Cook said that to sell more iPads. Maybe he does only travel without Macs anymore, but that also is to sell product. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he was on a he was on the you know a, a sales sales tour uh, doing that. Um, one of the the. Funniest things that I read, I think it was it was sometime this year. It was an interview with with Tim Cook, and they were asking him about something. And the the writer mentioned that um, as they're talking, a woman came in and handed Tim Cook a whole bunch of papers that he needed to to look at or or whatever. Um, so you know he's he's talking about using. I don't even know if it was the watch or the iPad or whatever, but you know using all all, all these devices, and yet. For Tim Cook to do his job, Tim Cook's job can absolutely be done on an iPad Pro because he also probably has, you know, five people who can bring him things or deal with things or be the front line of, of things. So, you know, it's it's kind of one of those, the CEO is actually really different from all of us um, situations. I, I absolutely believe that the stuff that he does, he can do on his iPad Pro. Um, and and for a lot of people, the the stuff that they need to do every day, they can do on an iPad Pro. Will that translate to to everybody? Sort of every office worker. Um, it it so depends on on what you need things to do with. So when I wrote my my review for the Seattle Times of the iPad Pro, I did not do the the uh, the technology journalist mandated thing of I'm going to only use the iPad Pro for a week and see what happens um, because I was working on another project where I needed to use Adobe InDesign um, which is you, you can't do that on, on an iPad um, and so that was a very stark uh, example of um, you know like there's a lot of stuff you can do but for some people you need um apps that will only run on a Mac or you need apps that will only run under Windows or your company you know, will only support Windows or whatever. So there's a lot of potential there. And I think things, you know, moving forward will 
get better, um, developers will start taking advantage of the bigger screen space, which actually does make a difference in terms of, of what you're working on and, and what you can do um, you know, on having split screen and things like that. But again, it goes back to that idea of, okay, here's the new Apple thing and it's going to dominate everything and it's going to be the only thing you want. Like that, that strange expectation that's come up, um, partially fueled by, by Apple marketing, because of course that's what they want you to think, um, because they want you to buy this new thing and they want you to buy the next new thing. And for a lot of people, it'll be great. And it'll be exactly what you're looking for. And for others, it'll be like, well, you know, I can get by with my iPad Air for another couple of years. Or maybe I don't need an iPad at all. And in which case, Apple is more than happy to sell you something else that does fit in the, the areas that you need. The key being here that Apple offers multiple devices, buy what you like, and not because Tim Cook tells you to do so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tim Cook is 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 great on TV. I think he's he's actually a, a really good CEO because I would imagine that that he he doesn't get credit for a lot of what he does. Um, I mean, you know, steering a ship as big as Apple for anybody is difficult, and uh, you know, like like the reason we're able to get these devices and get them every year um, is because of his supply chain expertise and uh, just you know. All of that expertise, um, but you know he he's also the the salesman in chief, and so people think that oh well, Tim Cook says I have to get this, so I have to get this, and well, maybe you do, maybe you don't. As with all things computing, which has been the case I think since the very first personal computers, think about what you need something to do, and then make your decision on that. Not necessarily, you know, here's this thing. And it's so good that it'll overcome any limitation that I have or that I'm glossing over. You'll be sucked into Apple's ecosystem. Exactly. I don't know about that. Now, in our little pre-conversation before we got started, I gather you're not a car buff. You're not the kind of person who gets involved in the dark and dirty. And that's true with Kirk McElhern. But I wanted to ask you... If there was a car, and it won't happen tomorrow, it would take several years regardless. Mm -hmm. If a car went on sale at a price you could afford, which is a huge question mark for anybody, look at a Tesla, for example, what they cost. Mm -hmm. If you could afford it, make the monthly payments, whatever you do. Would you buy an Apple car? You can answer that in our next segment with Jeff Carlson of Tidbits and Take Control Books. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. With a new year coming, it's time for a new way to look at weapon storage. Safes can't be accessed quickly and racks are unsafe for children. Covert cabinets are the next level in home defense. They fit seamlessly into any home's decor and they provide quick access to firearms while keeping them uniquely hidden. Covert cabinets, the ideal hidden storage solution. Custom made in the USA. Covert cabinets are an elegant and practical alternative to the bulky and obvious storage systems of the past. Find out more at covertcabinets.com. That's covertcabinets.com. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. If you're like me, you're concerned about the stock market and the economy. You're asking the questions, but it just doesn't seem that you're getting the right answers. Well, my friends at the Wealth Preservation Institute not only have the answers, but they've put together a free report, How to Survive the Upcoming Economic Collapse and Protect Your 401Ks, IRA Savings, and Retirement Income. Don't hesitate. This report's for free for a limited time by calling 888-772-2929. That's 888-772-2929. Take back your financial lives today. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV I want to be able to smoke inside, cut down on cigarettes, jog without wheezing, be kissable, and save money. Then you want LeSig e-cigarettes. Get the highest quality, best tasting vaping experience on the market with unmatched customer service from LeSig. And right now, gobble up this deal. Buy $30 worth of any products and get a starter kit for only $5. Use code SK at checkout. But hurry, offer good only until Thanksgiving at LeSig.com. L-E-C-I-G.com. Kick some ash with LeSig. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So, Jeff Carlson, would you buy 
an Apple car? I would buy an Apple car. I think that I would probably be more interested in the second generation of Apple car just because it's it would be such a a large outlay and it would be you know I mean spending $400 on a watch is definitely real money but um you know for a car for something something that big the things that I like about an Apple car and some of this goes into you know the the sort of optimistic speculation about Apple stuff in general is that I would hope that an Apple car would have lots of little bits where it's 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 clear that Apple thought through something and did it right when when the iPhone came out, honestly, one of the best things about the iPhone was just that they they did a phone right. Like they they removed so many of the frustrating things about using a mobile phone. Even, you know, I mean, I used Palm Trios for a while and they had keyboards and, you know, like there was just having a, a mobile device that got out of your way and that, that made voicemail easy, things like that. Like that was worth it for me to buy the first iPhone, even though there were no apps and everything just ran on, you know, the web, et cetera. With a car, I would hope that, that Apple would, you know, be fundamentally thinking about a lot of things that, that are just sort of annoying now about cars. Okay. Um, So you're not the car expert. I'm not a car expert. No. Okay. What annoys you about cars? Um, I think that having, (laughs) Dealing with maintenance stuff, that sense of, okay, something's wrong with my car, and I'm not exactly sure what that could be because I'm not a car guy. So, you know. It's intimidating. It's it's intimidating, and it's also kind of a black box. Like, okay, um, like the, the information coming from the car to me is 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 cryptic. It's like, okay, my... My, uh, you know, oil, um, check oil, something light keeps showing up, even though my, um, you know, oil is fine. I'm, I'm just making this up. Usually it's check engine. That's the one that's really weird. Yeah, exactly. It's like check engine. Okay. Like that's not something that I can do. What it should say is, you know, go to a dealership and have them possibly, tell you that that something is wrong um although i think there's also that that sense of like like just years and years of distrust between dealers because dealers always seem like they're they're just there to squeeze some more money out of you so it's like okay okay especially in the finance department yeah yeah well especially in the finance department but also like i you know and this may be completely uh unfounded but like i've always had the impression that taking the car back to the dealer to get it worked on is just sort of opening up this 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 point of of failure that says oh okay well he clearly doesn't know anything about how his car works so we can tell him anything we want and the, and this will be you know and and we can sort of charge whatever i'm sure that that's overblown but i think that there's there's that that certain level of distrust among a lot of people of you know like Am I going to be treated fairly? Are they going to fix the thing? Do they know what the thing is? 
like like those those sorts of of um, experiences that if we look back at like let's look at the the Apple Store and the Genius Bar and things like that where it's like um, you know before you had to go find a PC repair person who you know might know what what the issue is and you'd have to pay for it pay to have it looked at etc. Um, Apple did repairs and sort of troubleshooting right with the Genius Bar, which is, you know, look, come in. We will look at this for free. Or, you know, if we have to do, you know, something more involved, we you know, it, it might cost a fee or whatever. But, um, you know, you don't have to, to be an expert at how your computer works. And I think that that translates over to cars, too, because, you know, I do not know how to fix my car. And I think a lot of people who even know how to fix cars don't know how to fix current cars because it's all it's it's there's more computerization, et cetera. And so I would love to see Apple have something in place that's like, okay, you know, um, if there's something wrong with the car, it's going to tell you exactly what it is. It's going to be transparent about it. It'll tell you what can be done about it. Um, like like that. That focus on, and, and, you know, and I, I really believe that Apple does this right. That focus on, we're going to make the customer satisfied. And we're going to do that by, you know, in, in, in the case of a car, um, not making this, this so opaque. We're going to make it so that, so that you can understand what's going on and here are the steps to do it. And here's something that, that you should really take it to the Apple dealer to have them look at so that you don't feel like, like a complete moron because you don't happen to know how to take apart a carburetor. You know what I mean? Well, of course, cars do not have carburetors anymore. See, exactly. There you go. That points out my ignorance right there. Well, well, the thing is here is most cars are heavily computerized. Yeah. And even if they have a lot of mechanical stuff, onboard computers are running that stuff. Mm-hmm. They have a little port on new cars where you can plug it in yes. and the service person gets a full readout on what's going on. They don't listen to the engine and say, oh, let's see, it's kind of knocking the fourth piston, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. The key here is you can't do that anymore. The old-fashioned mechanic is mostly passe. I mean, you could do oil changes and change oil filters and simple maintenance like that. But yeah. when you get to things like the electronics that control cars, well, look at the situation with Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. It was a software trick to make it seem as if the emission system is working when you do a test. Yeah. And as soon as you stop doing the test... You turn it off and it spews out all that junk, which on a diesel engine is a lot of junk. Anyway, so I think myself, if Apple came out with a car, and like you, I could afford one, I would consider it pretty seriously. I really would. Well, I also like the idea that, and Tesla's doing this a little bit too, but Apple doesn't need to be in the car business. I think Apple has has a lot of expertise, and especially they've developed a lot of battery expertise. Um, and you know, I'm sure if if Apple comes out with anything that runs on any sort of fossil fuel, it will be, I think, more surprising than anything. Um, and so, like 
like they have these strengths. They have these strengths in, in, in design and user interface and battery technology and all these things that, that make sense to put together a car. I think that what Apple can also bring to it is the fact that, that they can think of something completely different. Like maybe having a steering wheel is, is optional. Maybe it'll be self-guided, maybe it, whatever. Like they can rethink it in terms of how can we make a really good car? Okay. Jeff Carlson, where do we find more of your stuff? Uh, you can find me at jeffcarlson.com, J-E-F-F-C-A-R-L-S-O-N.com. And that's where I also link to um, articles I write for Macworld and Tidbits and uh, iMore. And uh, also you can find books of mine at uh, peachpit.com. Um, but yeah, jeffcarlson.com and Jeff Carlson on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter. Look for Tech Night Owl. Look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Check out the Tech Night Owl Plus at plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. We offer the ad-free version of this radio show, higher resolution file for a modest monthly, annual, five-year, or lifetime subscription rate. Lifetime. Yes. Plus.technightowl.com. Check out the new Tech Night Owl Minute. Plus.technightowl.com. Jeff Carlson, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you so much. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.